Those friends, here we are at Gen Con. <gasps> it's so nice here. There's wow, so many people. Oh, we're also close to getting. I've hugged a load of people. I'm not scared at all. They're all so well. Oh, everyone's doing super well. We're breathing in each other's mouths, and that's just great. And we love that. And there's a lot. no problem with it whatsoever. Zero problems. I'm gonna go to a bar, I think, and eat inside. I mean, I do. Imagine that. that. Yeah, I don't. No. <laughs> don't, don't break the. I mean, you, I'm, Chris, probably wouldn't do it in America, would you? Absolutely not. No. It's expensive to get there and hard. <laughs> Welcome to our special Gen Con episode of Hearty Dice Friends. Last year, when we went to Gen Con, we, we said that we'd try and do some live recordings um, and sort of put them up on the stream. But we forgot that Lied. we are. We are. Well. No, we didn't. I think we had the intention of doing it, but the, <laughs> the challenge was that. hell is paved with good intentions, boy. Yes, we are fundamentally lazy. Mm, there is that, yeah. Yeah. So instead of doing that, we just skipped two weeks. Uh, but <laughs> the bastard pox has given us the opportunity to give you a a, a a podcast live from Gen Con 2020 in as much as it's next to a computer. <laughs> you can just Google it and go yourself. Go yourself. Yeah, I mean, tickets are free to Gen Con this year. Um, and from what I can tell, there's kind of a soup that they've replaced the um, the trading hall have with. You, have you actually looked at the Gen Con looking glass? I saw a screenshot of it. I've resisted it. Shall I go there live now? No, do not. Okay. Because I don't want you to vomit into your space helmet. <laughs> it is <laughs> grotesque. Describe it for the, the class. So it is, a, you know, there's like word clouds mm-hmm. where they're like packed tight words that represent gaming. And it's like dice, GM, mm. stuff like that. Imagine that, but it's a lot of companies' logos you don't know. Mm. So then you've got to click on them. And then you, you just sort of zoom in, and then you get to look at their products. No, it just pops up a box, and it's and it says this is their website. Ah, uh, I think I I I managed to find us, and we're one oh, of the, we're one of the few that actually show pictures of the products that we sell. Christ, good work, Larry. Um, a lot of the others just like, yeah, we make interesting games, and they're fantastic. Here's the link what to our they? shop. What are they? We'll never tell. That's <laughs> not for it's your a, ears. It's a secret. So uh, I think it's about as navigable as the actual trade hall at Gen Con. Yes, Gen Con. but there's less there's less discovery. Yes, that's true, and there's no dice visible. No, there's a lot of dice v- available. Yeah, we are available, but you can't go there and like run your hands through them deliciously. Oh yes, because then you'd infect thousands. Let's go and breathe on the dice. <laughs> How many dice can you fit in your mouth and put back in the booth without the steward finding out? I really miss the how many dice can you fit in your mouth booth from Jenko. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good until that young boy choked. No, it was still good. Yeah, I mean, he didn't die. Yeah, he just choked a bit. They've got, they've, it, they've got a person who just has a t-shirt that says Heimlicker. 
<laughs> Critical fail. <laughs> you licked a time. Uh, yeah, so it is Gen Con, and mm. in a very real way, it's not. Um, we are recording on the hottest day of the year so far. Uh, it's Ooh. 34... It's, it's 34 degrees in London, uh, and I've closed my window, I've turned off my fan, and I'm going to reduce myself to a sort of greasy puddle for mm. your entertainment. So just fucking appreciate it, all right? Enjoy your grant paste. Mmm, smeared it. Uh, Christopher. Wait, 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 we have other news. Oh, do we? Yeah. So That book we wrote's coming out. People are getting it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, look, look down. If you're already, if you're lucky, Hart will be there. <laughs> if not, check your front door. Yeah. I've got uh, and if you're in America. So, <laughs> in England, people are already receiving their book. If you just ordered Hart on its own, uh, you probably, you, you, you'll, you should, that should be on its way to you now. If you got the supplements, that'll be next week at some point, because that takes a little bit longer to pack up, and because the books arrived at different times. Um and if you're in America, we're going to put all the books on a big boat. We've hired a young boy to row them to you. Mm-hmm. You know um, the life of Pi? Well, we got him. The tiger. Yes, we got the tiger uh, as, as, as incentive for the boy <laughs> to row across the Atlantic. It's, a bunch it's of like books. when you got a donkey with like a stick and a carrot on it. Yeah, we've put the tiger the in tiger's a life just raft. on the back of the boat. <laughs> trying, to row, away trying to row away from him. The boy is not very intelligent. Oh, yeah. very, very strong. Oh, mighty. Powerfully strong. Now, we put them on some sort of ocean liner. We will do, anyway. In a in a large metal box. And then they're going to go through customs all in one delicious wedge. Rather than in drips uh, and drabs. Because America then, hates stuff coming into it. Yeah. So I think, it would have co- I think we, we ran the numbers. And it was going to cost us £20,000 to send all the books out from the UK. Mm-hmm. And uh, you haven't paid for that. And we can't afford it. <laughs> that is, that so, is a large percentage of the entire Kickstarter budget just to get yes. them across water. Yeah, and that that very much changed after we after we charged you for postage. So uh, rest assured, we're still losing money on postage because we're a role playing game company. <laughs> but, That's just uh, how we be. Yeah, but uh, we are we are hoping that the box comes through um, unmarred and unmolested, uh, and you will have your you have your beautiful books soon. Uh, but those of you in England, please enjoy the delicious smell of ink. Apparently they do smell lovely. Mm, I wouldn't mm, They know. do smell pretty good. I've just gotten so used to mine. <laughs> I should say as well, we get we get all the proofs sent to my house in London. Uh, and Chris, um, foolishly, lives in Sheffield. Like an idiot. Like, like, it, like, like Chris foolishly doesn't live with someone else who runs the business. Mm. So, That's uh, on me. Yeah, yeah you just... You, you should have. You should, you should get in a fourth partner and marry them. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I should have married you, Grant. That's what. We're, that's what we're saying here. That's what I'm always saying. That's what I said a long time ago, and it didn't happen. Yes. Well, you just. I'm not gay, but I'm gayer than you are. That's fair. And I don't. Th- I don't think the relationship would work out at a, at a on a physical level. No. Seeing as you don't really want to like put your mouth on any part of me. <laughs> that's very true. Which is, which, Especially which at is, the moment. Which, yeah, which is the minimum I require from a physical <laughs> relationship, I think. Put your mouth near me, baby. That's base level. Put your mouth all over me. Ah, good stuff. Questions? Yes. Oh, by the way, this is a role-playing game podcast. Who knew, right? 
uh, if this is your first episode, I'm sorry. This is so this is a role playing game podcast uh, where Christopher Taylor Hello. and me, Grant Howitt, answer questions that we find on the internet or that you send to us about role playing games because we're really good at role playing games. The absolute best. I designed one in my sleep last night. It does read that way. Thank you. And uh, in the second half, we we design them live on air, well recorded. Well, we, can, we come not, up with the the gist. We come up with the gist, and then we make a couple <laughs> so of jokes about it. We do not go it. into some deep rules. Yeah, we uh, we try and avoid that. Uh, and it's like at the end of it, you get an hour of what you could broadly describe as entertainment. So, without further ado, give me a question. All right. All right. Fuck. Fuck. Trodorn of Reddit asks: Other magic types? Now, mm. I'm leaving that hanging in the air because that's largely it. I was very excited to check this. I like my questions to have a verb in them. <laughs> right? I was like, oh, <laughs> maybe they're going to explain their point. Nope. No further details. Nope. So I think, okay. uh, what I think this is, I think it's something we've done vaguely similar before, which mm-hmm. is, what other types of magic are there besides, your, like, your evocations, your transmutations, your... Right. Con... con- Conjunctions, you, you know, that them ones. We, so, are we after like schools different of ways magic, of just? De- right? Are we after, after different ways of describing magic? Like, you got the sphere system from mage, or are we after inventing a new kind of magic which would <laughs> slot alongside transmutation nice. and configuration? Nice. Configuration, I love it. See, that's what I'm looking at here, right? What I'm thinking mm. is that we should come up with another type of magic to slot mm-hmm. inside your 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 ejaculations. Right, yeah. And also, a new way of casting magic. Right, okay. I like it. So, so far, we have um, somatic. Verbal. Which is hand movement. Verbal, which is speaking. Uh, and um, physical, which is... The hand movements. Uh, uh, no, nah, uh, like the materials and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Material components. So you've got materials, hand wiggle, and making noises with your mouth. Eyebrows. It's entirely based on the eyebrows. Is this because you showed me a video of Roger Moore dancing this morning that you're... It's fucking fucking great, man. It's so good. But like, I'm wondering if that's where the eyebrow sauce is. Dancing to the rhythms in his own head. (laughs) Also, so upset I just said eyebrow sauce. Yeah. After a particularly sweaty night of of dancing, you can just sort of get get it off with a strigil. (laughs) It just uses like one of those window squeegees. So. Bottle that, Jeeves. <laughs> I'll need it come Tuesday. Okay, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, riddles. Riddles? You want to go the Hobbit school of magic? Kind of, but it runs off the confusion of the other person. <laughs> it, does this mean that I can, I can finally use a, a magical version of, my first is in intrepid, but not in conglomeration? Absolutely, and you have to yell it over the sounds of battle before you can do a fireball. And they have to clock it and go, what? What? Which means that um, wizards would, of course, um, have to invent answers to things like, uh, this statement is false. Mm. Because otherwise, that's just that, that's just, that's just power gaming. So I imagine there's like there's, there's mental blocks, or um, like people have people have decided on a, on a solution to, 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 to paradoxical phrases. This statement is false. Nope! <laughs> no, it's not. It's fine. No, it's not. We've got ah, books on the matter. 
that's, that's, just, that's just a willpower save at that point. But also, there's there, there's a nice line of like the confusion spells, mm. like the the mind manipulation charm, that sort of thing that can that can come out of this. And 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 like giving um, giving log- logical commands to robots. I like the idea of being able to create illusions by confusing them so much that they think of the thing and it manifests itself. Yeah, like, it, I imagine that with an illusion spell cast normally, you know what mm-hmm. it looks like. Mm-hmm. But with this, you don't know what it looks like. You have no, no. idea what they're seeing. It's kind of, yeah, it's, and it's kind of a tree falls in the forest thing, because if no one's looking at an illusion, it doesn't need to exist. Yeah. But in this case, mm. only one person is specifically looking at an illusion. Mm. And I quite okay. like that. I like that. I like that. Also, um, it does mean that like, you can have your at will, to use the mm-hmm. fourth edition one, be a riddle that has an infinite number of answers. So you can use the right. same one every time. <laughs> like my favourite one, which is, uh, why is a raven like a writing desk? Because there's a bee in both. Because there's a bee in both. Mm. And that's gorgeous. Mm. But that has, like, it, it if, if you go through the list... Really doesn't really satisfy a lot of the ideas I'd like for a riddle. It works the, perfectly it, given who wrote it. Mm, well, that's fair, yeah. It works perfectly given, I don't know, mescaline. <laughs> yes. I. Hmm. So, you also have a variant of junk magic, or kind of unknown armies, like postmodern magic, where you go on riddle websites and look up deliberately shit ones that don't, they don't have any sort of logical conclusion. <laughs> like, or even a lateral conclusion. Like the like Urban Dictionary, but for riddles. Precisely, yeah. Just really, real dog shit riddles. <laughs> and as long as it qualifies as a riddle, it will cast a spell. So there's two There's two parts of riddle. Mm-hmm. One is the question mark, mm-hmm. and the other is cadence. And okay. you can fit almost anything into that pattern, and it can become a riddle. <laughs> Go on. Like, how is a toilet... <laughs> And just leave yeah. it at that. So that's great because we take it out of the cadence. How is a toilet? Yeah, but how is a toilet? How's the toilet feeling? And mm. that's the thing. Like, but also that was confusing. So it works mm. in the school yeah. of magic. You can't see the bit. Yeah. Like I'm banging a gavel. Yeah. In yeah, my yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. Thank you for not doing that on air. <laughs> Oof, you're fine. And 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 so your target's like, hang on, how is a toilet? And is that even a up. riddle? Lightning arcs from their temple into another man's <laughs> temple, and they both die. Yeah, their brain just explodes like scanners. Fools! Toilets can't feel! <laughs> that is even a question! <laughs> what? You, what's the square root of zero? I don't... What? And you just start hovering. What is brown by morning and seven in the afternoon? <laughs> You, you fucking what, mate? <laughs> Perfect. He's <laughs> like, so, you what, mate? And you just summon Hero's Feast. <laughs> Tonight we dine! Thanks! <laughs> I was starving. Yeah, so there's Riddlemancer. Yep. Which is, which is our new kind of magic. I think, like, you, you wanted new like new spells and stuff, but I think just riddles is where it's at. It's just huge riddles. Big riddles. Mm-hmm. Big riddles. Shall I ask you a question? I'll go on. Charlie X writes in, In D&D, there are rules about how adventurers need to measure how much and how regularly they need to eat, but not about going to the toilet. Do D&D adventurers actually need to shit? 
Now, the answer to this is yes, they do. Do they? Yes. And I recently attempted to play, I failed, I'd like to point out here, a video game called Ark Survival Evolved. Yes. Now, in this game, I'll occasionally hear this noise. And it'll say at the top of the screen, you have defecated. <laughs> Great. Um, you can turn... just Just where it falls. Yep. You can turn around and you can pick up this poop. Mm-hmm. It's useful in, in crafting. Or just throw yeah. it at dinosaurs, as I found out. You, you can grow things about Do that, not throw poop at a triceratops. It will fuck you up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe that's what happens with adventurers. But it'd be reflected in the rules in some capacity, wouldn't it? It wouldn't need to be, no. It's Why just not? just poop. It just happens. It just falls out of them. I feel that if you've got input, you need to have output. <laughs> Very true. Maybe... Or hit points represent shit. Maybe that's fact, what downtime is. Downtime, okay. Is just shitting. Because Listen, you mate, store it um, up. You store it up for all the active time and then just evacuate at the end. Gonna have to go for a long rest, if you know what I mean. I'm level two! I really like the idea of long rest being enough time to take a really leisurely dump. <laughs> In safety. Absolutely. Yeah, it's true. Like, like a short rest, you're like crouching behind a bush or something, which is why you can only get back like one hit dice. Yeah, exactly. You've got enough time to take a slash in the woods with a short yeah, rest. Yeah. But a long rest, you've got the time, you can find a good tree. Cryptic crosswords. Some leaves, I don't know, maybe go over your grimoire. I guess they use... M- That's another thing which D&D never really mentions. Wiping your ass. Uh I mean, there's there's Mage Hand for that. Does this... Does Mage Listen, Hand have this- friction? Listen, this is a nice... It must do, because because it, it can grab and manipulate objects. So there must be some form of friction, otherwise everything would slip out. True. Um, unless you formed, like, a perfect loop around it, but that's, that strikes me as difficult. So I'm guessing there is some sort of friction, some sort of cupability, mm-hmm. grippability with Mage Hand. My question is... And this is this is a nice podcast, you understand. I don't really feel feel like this is the, this is this is this is the sort of unpleasant blue material which I try to avoid most of the time. And, and, and like like honestly, like post one hundred and twenty, I think I've tried to clean up our act a little bit. <laughs> but that said, does shit stick to Mage Hand? Yes. And then what happens to it? Yes, but. I can, just, I can just imagine this all around wizard colleges. When the mage hand spell is over, mm-hmm. it leaves like a poop shell. Because the mage hand just winks out of existence. And there's all these poop husks that look like hands all around mage colleges. I think, I don't think it would dry out that quickly. I think it would just, oh, it would the just sort of. Mage hands are very warm. We dropped, are they? Mm. Five pounds <laughs> of pressure, 500 degrees of heat. Mmm, toasty. Mm, God, imagine the smell. No, I imagine it would. I, I imagine it would like it would. It would sort of like you'd sort of stick to it. It would stick to it, and then you then you dispel it, and it would just drop harmlessly to the ground. <laughs> Although now it's just the hand dropping harmlessly to the ground, like it's it's permanent now. That, and there's that just is all these, there's all these dead ha- looking hands covered in dead poop. shitty hands just lying all really, over the place. I really like the idea of Mage Hand being an actual hand, which looks like your hand that you summon. Oh, I always, um, I always imagined Mage Hand to be like the the gloves from Nintendo games. Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you fight a big hand, it's always in a big white glove. Yeah, like Mickey Mouse is trying to fuck you up. Mm-hmm. 
I'm always imagined it was kind of like that with these pudgy fingers. I don't. Know I, don't I don't like the idea of pristine white gloves being used for this purpose. <laughs> I wanted uh, what, what I want to do with mage hand is I want to uh, I want to grab my right hand, twist it. Uh, rapidly, that's the but like 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 unscrew it like the top of a like like I'm 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 doing the top there of a matryoshka. Mm-hmm. It it pops it off, pops, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I can throw it at stuff, and it and it sort of hovers. But for the duration of mage hand, I just have the stump there. <laughs> so it's your actual hand. It's my actual hand, and then and then when mage hand is like when mage hand is, is is over, that hand drops to the ground, lifeless and dead, and I simply shake out a new hand from my wrist. Ah, uh, you see, I was thinking the nicer version, which is where you like pretend to pull off your hand and you pull off a ghost version. Oh, a bit like when you when when you pull off the end of your thumb. Yeah, like that. But I'm doing it now for reasons I can't quite. It's <laughs> it's still funny. Mm. That's important mm. to know. I like you know what I'm never sad to see someone pull off the end of their thumb. No, it's always good in a dad way. I'm quite I'm quite into there's something quite reassuring. It's like saluting magpies. <laughs> it's just gentle ritual. It's important to salute magpies. Um, it's not gentle. So I don't want the world to let's, die. Let's move. I don't think that's how is it. Let's move away from how they'd wipe their ass because that's not very pleasant. Okay. And onto the more pleasant subject of what they're doing with all this fecal matter. <laughs> I think that I think that it is tied into leveling up on a long rest, mm-hmm. and I just think that everyone in D anD D is too polite. You, no, you think dwarves would mention it? <laughs> they mention everything else. Yeah, you know. Oh, I've got shit in his beard. Oh. That sort of thing. You know. Well, if you keep him that long. Oh yeah, but you'd lift it like a crinoline skirt. Just 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 throw it over your shoulder. <laughs> Does your beard hang like? I don't. I don't. I don't like this question. This is unpleasant. Shall, shall we move on? Do you want to do yeah, ask me something on. else? Yeah, yeah. Ask me a different question. So poop. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I shit properly? <laughs> Have I just forgotten how? Miri asks. Where did all these shit stained gloves come from? Miri asks. When GMing, is there a point at which you can just say, "Hey, folks, let's just be adults." Or will that mean I can never GM again? I don't know why it wouldn't mean you can never GM again. What's the... Why do, why do you think they've asked that? Because, I don't know, but the point is, can you just say, hey folks, let's just be adults here? Or is that taking it too seriously? I think it depends on the situation. Like, I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, like, generally not with new groups. With, with new groups, I generally do more of the um, the, the more sort of, no, daddy's here. It's to, it's it's time to be good. I'm not allowing this at my table. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, that's my daddy voice. <laughs> weird. Yeah, weird. A dance for father. With with existing groups, you can be like, ah, come on, folks, come on, we're all grown ups here. Let's move on. And you can and you can sort of do that the same way that you'd have a the same way that say you, you stop having a conversation about adventurous shit. <laughs> yes, but I think but you make sure to have that conversation for seven minutes beforehand. I think there's there's a propensity with games like Dungeons and Dragons, and you see this mm-hmm. all over the place. Like people think they're too cool for it while still enjoying it. Yes, that's how I play. Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. and that leads to wackiness. Mm. In a sort of, um, oh, this is a child's game. Almost. Yeah, I wasn't taking this seriously. They're too cool for this. Yes, and like, come on, can we just can we? Just, look, we all know we're not elves. Mm. It's fine. Can we all just be adults and play the game? 
I think I think like it, it differs. I think it, it depends on on like let's just be adults. Like is it let's take this seriously or this this disagreement this this uh this situation which which which, which is upsetting to one player um like let's let's all be adults and talk about this is a really sensible thing to say and like and like you can sort of remind people that we are in fact grown ups and can talk this through mm. uh like we're all we're assuming we're either mates or we're running at a con or what have you but there should be no reason not to not to be able to chat to each other um like adults even if not everyone involved is an adult yeah there's people uh, too. hey can we do hey folks let's just talk to this talk about this like people yeah let's well, just just treat children like stupid adults that's, that's how i do it yeah. little tiny uh, I'm not sure that's, that's that's why i'm not a teacher mm. so um i i think I, I think you're absolutely fine to say that and i think you should be playing with people who are adults i think that there is a as long okay oh, here's a little trick for you mary Laugh while you say it. Uh, you can, can I get, you can an get example? away. <laughs> All right, guys, come on, let's be adults here. Nice. Mm. Um, or uh, like, as long as you laugh while you're saying something, it sounds like a nice thing. Or a joke. Or a joke. And what I just did there was neither, <laughs> but it sounded a bit like it was. It was both or either. And that, that's the trick. Like, you have to try and sound nice while you're saying it. Like, excuse me, can we just be adults here? Hey, folks, okay? Listen. Listen. It is time to pretend to be an elf. We have spent all week waiting to be elves. I've prepped about elves, and I think it's really important that you tell me what your familiar is currently doing. I have been in a bank twice this week, and I have had it up to fucking here with the real world. Now, if you could please just tell me what's happening in Lorien! <laughs> Tell me a story about a dragon. God damn it! Where is my magic sword? Yeah. Uh, so don't do that. I mean, that's how I feel a lot of the time. Yeah. Did you actually go to a bank twice this week? Oh God, no. Have you seen bank no. used at the moment? No. Why? Why? Oof. Bank queues were always long. Oof. Now they're outside and long. I couldn't quite get my head around it. And there's a person in a full hazmat suit and a clipboard going... Is it... <laughs> Are you depositing a check? You can just use the machine. But there's a separate queue for the machine. It's terrifying. I like how you put in stomps. That was, that was his breathing apparatus. Oh, okay. I thought he was stomping around in a big sort of tank. I mean, they could do. Time They're terrifying. That's nah, normally yeah. it's normally some beleaguered woman in a pencil skirt. Yeah, with 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 like, honestly, probably not enough PPA not on, enough, no. and she is warm, not at all, no. and she does not want to yeah. be in a bank either. We should get we should get her an umbrella. Just a word, yeah. Stand outside with. Um. Yeah, I'm not. Sh- uh, I'm not sure. This is. Um. There's much of a. Like yes, <laughs> yes, you can. Let's move on. Let's. Okay, I've got, I got a question for you. All right, can I ask you a quick question first? This probably won't make it into Absolutely. the podcast, but it's a genuine yeah, yeah, yeah. question. Right, yeah. Why do yeah. they only hire attractive people in estate agents? Um, What's going on there? Well, I think estate agents are horrible places. Oh, absolutely. They are nightmarishly cruel places which exploit... The um the uh those people who are desperate, which is anyone who wants to rent a house, mm-hmm. 
Um, hopefully, look, it's, it's getting less desperate, you know, as we as we as, as we move towards a perhaps a slightly a slightly more decentralized living style. Pending apocalypse, um, yes. With the pending apocalypse, yes. Um, but they are pretty shitty, and I've never been into an estate agent being like, "Oh, what a great time I've had." That's true. So I think they're there to lull you into a false sense of complacency. Maybe I just find it very strange. They are, and like everyone, and it's it's it, it, it's not just like oh, I fancy this one estate agent. Like everyone's generally pretty clean limbed and healthy, right? Like there, there's no plain looking people. I've never seen one in estate agents. Maybe we should get a job at an estate agent. Maybe like and like and like we could market it like those like 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 those gyms for lumpy people. They had like <laughs> I think it was curves, I think, which which is like you must be this fat to enter. Oh, like, I, all right, I, I get like it. That. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely great, fantastic, and, and like, and like, if you stop getting too fat, you can't come here anymore. Hot dog, I love it. Yeah. That's brilliant. Um, we do that, but it's like, listen, do you don't want to feel intimidated? I'll, I'll, I'll turn up in a dressing gown. <laughs> I was, I'm not a sexy dressing gown. I feel to say, I was, I went to an estate agent this morning mm-hmm. to hand over the keys to my old apartment, mm-hmm. and the the woman who opened the door had mm-hmm. genuine trouble moving because of how tight her skirt was. And mm. high, like extreme high heels. Mm. Now, bearing in mind, this is a locked office. Mm. This isn't just like you could just wander in. Like you couldn't see these people from the street. It wasn't like some weird corporate advertising cruelty thing. Well, I think you've also got to also got to imagine that um, estate agents. Quick question, Chris. If you uh, if if you were a broadly normal person, would you sleep with someone as evil as, as an estate agent? Not if I could avoid it. Yeah. So they're only going to be sleeping with each other. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's it's, it's like lawyers or um dictators. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> dictators famous for sleeping with each other. Yeah. So so there are. I, I think that's just that's just like I'm going to say twenty percent of Japanese anime. <laughs> it's, just, it's some some remake where Hitler Chan is making out with Mussolini Chan. Uh, no, the uh, yeah, I I I I think I think it's to lull you in a false sense of complacency. So 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 you, you sign over too much money that's to give it. them an evil corporation um, all of your money. I just I just grim. worry for her because she was she was definitely warm today inside this office and like. You don't. It's okay. There's a pandemic on. You can wear a nice t-shirt and just. Why don't you? Why don't you sleep? go back and tell her that she's that she's an absolute cracker and she doesn't need to get tired up for you. <laughs> tell her that you. Tell her that actually you think women look better without makeup on. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I might make it into the podcast. Let's see. I think it probably will actually. Yeah. All right. One more question, then we'll move on. Mufazla asks. What is the most thing you want to be changed in tabletop RPG? The most thing. The most thing you want to be changed. So, I found this one on Reddit. Mm -hmm. And this was such a broad question that I felt it it warranted inclusion. Right. Um, And what I want changed in tabletop RPGs, the thing I want most changed, or most thing changed, Ch- change mm-hmm. the thing. I get it. Yeah, I think we all we all We're understand all here. what you're We're tilting around. Yeah. It's all fine. Yeah. Uh, specifics. <laughs> <laughs> if we could remove that as an industry, it would make our jobs a lot easier. Yeah. Um. I think games would be better if actually, I might try and write one sometime, where mm-hmm. like it says if you get about ten, you you succeed. Mm. Not ten, 
just about 10, you know, ish. Yeah, near to 10, yeah. Somewhere around 10. Like, if you, mm. if you reckon that's a bit low, it's too low. Bring it's too high, that's too high. But no, I'm specifically talking, like, in settings. Yeah. Um, massive setting books with... Absolutely, yeah. With correctable facts in them. Yeah, facts that are written down mm. that you can look at, as opposed to vague suggestions. Like, um, I, I was a huge fan of the way Electric Bastion Land was written. Mm-hmm. Because it has the like it's 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 all inferred and a lot of it isn't used. Yeah, like the what like the the way in which the game says okay like these things are important and if you're like it, so your classes are hugely specialised and you'll only really look because there's a hundred of them you'll only really look at uh, five of them if you've got five players and those are what the city's about. Yeah, and that's really clever. I really like that. It's very vague, but yeah, specificity can fuck off. Can't it? It's just. It's too much, and like, we try not to put subsystems in games. Absolutely right. And I, I actually broadly don't necessarily mind a subsystem here and there. I'm, I'm okay with like they don't fit my design style. No, but, but like, I, I don't sometimes. want to write them, but I don't mind playing a game that has them. Mm-hmm. Unless it's not all subsystems. Unless it's not all subsystems. But there's some games that are just so fucking involved. Like, cool, now I've learned the combat system. Now I need to learn mm. the social interaction system. Now I need to learn mm. the crafting system. Shadowrun. I mean, Invisible Sun. Oh, you, you know what? I've, I've, I've still got no fucking clue how Invisible Sun works. Oh, there's, like, each class has different character sheets. Th- there's classes? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. One of which is, figured... is a crafter. Right. And, like, to level up, I can't remember, it's, like, a fairly low level. To level up... What were one specific level? You have to make an item that is used by a thousand people, not concurrently. No, not at the same time. They, they all run around and put a hand on it, like that game show where you had to stay awake whilst touching a car. But like you can make, you can make a thousand of them, but mm. they're the same item. So like you, you go into mass production. Right, yeah. Like if you make seven thousand cups, it will just be magic, because um, everything's fucking Wizard magic. Yeah, this is the cups. It holds eyes and tea. Riddle dee. <laughs> This this brings you cups of tea from next week. I'm Montgomery Cook. And some classes work on like putting words together, and some are Gnostic, and oh, it's, mm-hmm. like it's a cool idea. It's nice bit. to have Gnostics represented. Yeah, I mean it's occluded Gnosticism, but it's Gnosticism. Okay. Um, but yeah, in that there's so many different overlapping things you need to learn. Mm. I can't. I can't do it. I'm old. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And and like and like I I never want a player to contradict me. Ever. At any given time. For Especially on matters reason, of regardless of I game. never want I I mean sorry. By player I mean person. <laughs> By person and I mean I, human or dog. Yeah, I don't mean like during a game either. I just I don't want people to contradict me ever because it upsets me. <laughs> so the looser we can get with it. And I, I I think that's the yeah, it you end up with a very difficult mechanic where you know with with a very difficult game where you have to sort of you have to stay one lesson ahead of the kid Mm -hmm. uh in terms of understanding fluff and if you've got a really big like trying to do something trying to run a game in in a in like a a film or a like some other intellectual property Uh Like so, doing like doing a Discworld game, or doing a Dark Heresy game, or doing a Marvel superheroic role playing game, just more than my fucking job's worth, mate. Yeah, it's not worth the time. That sounds exhausting because you've got so much you can get wrong. Yes, absolutely. And like <sighs> one of my problems is that I quite like games that are 
semi-historical. So what I mean by that is sort of 19th century um, during world wars Mm. and things like that. And like, ah, and this guy comes out of a trench and he's got to to shoot with a gun. Uh, Which type of gun? I don't know or care. Yeah. I will describe a type of gun if I think it's cool. Uh, A rifle, I guess. Mm-hmm. If I think oh, it's actually, particularly important, the Allied forces are using carbines at this point. Oh, are they? I'm going to set fire to your trousers. Are they? I'm pretty sure vampires aren't real either, you prick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is my fucking house. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> you kind of, kind of look mighty funny trying to play a character without a character sheet. Oh, damn, I, somebody corrected me once on like what armaments a tank had. Mm. Mate, mate, I. Oh, I didn't even know there were different types of tank. Who is like who like that isn't for anyone. That's for you at that, that point. That, that, what that, you that said is you getting your jollies off. Like you're, I don't. You're not aiding the game in any way. It's a tank. It's a big bit of metal with tracks, and it shoots shit at you. It's bad. What we want. To, what we want to remove from games is our capacity to ever be questioned. <laughs> I would like to not be wrong anymore. Is basically. It. <laughs> I've been wrong for so long now that I don't want to be I'm, wrong anymore. I'm tired of it. No, thank you. Yeah. Shall we move on to the next part of the show? Let's do it. Uh, wait a second. Jingle! Did you ever want a game to exist? But not enough to make it yourself. McGravin writes in, Monopoligamy. Can you marry everyone? <laughs> Sorry, let me read that again. Please. Can you marry everyone? So, I'm imagining a standard Monopoly board. Yes. But, you like you land on Old Kent Road, mm-hmm. and you've got to look around for someone to date and eventually marry. <laughs> It's not like there's one person per. No, 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 no. So you've got to you got to land on when you land a space. If you marry somebody there, mm-hmm. then I presume that you're extremely upper middle class and you can buy a house, mm. and then For charge them. rent on your spouse. No way. Hang on. Yeah, that's not great. That's not no. You're all sharing income as a household. Mm-hmm. It means that the more the more the more husbands and wives you have, the more spouses you have the better your, uh, your your financial prospects, as long as they are gainfully employed. I'm actually envisaging it as more kind of like a Japanese visual novel. <laughs> okay. Instead of... Um, so it's a board game, still. It's still a board game of Monopoly, but instead of just like, oh, I land on Old Kent Road and then I'm going to buy... I'm going to buy a street and then... Try- no, 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 no. I have to, I have to try and date Old Kent Road, Sam. Uh, and find out what he likes, what he's into, and that would slowly increase my relationship, and then some sort of, I don't know, money comes out. <laughs> so you're marrying purely for money? Absolutely, yes. And also, I'm going to be marrying upwards of 17 people, if I can if I can play the game right. But, of course, the more you marry, like, it's difficult to keep to keep everyone maintained, and so like they might they might leave you or have an affair. And I really like the idea of Mayfair having a an affair with the Strand. <laughs> like, like you've got you've got your properties rebelling against you. That kind of works in a weird way. I, I, honestly, like you could you could dramatically improve Monopoly by having a, um by, by 
by like, having to pay have, like in, un, unless you pay um, various upkeeps on your houses and, and do nice things for them then they start stealing money from you and, and like seceding you haven't paid rent on three of your properties on the red area so they're uh, they formed a, a house owners association and are coming for you yep take three damage I didn't know there was damage in the game there isn't either <laughs> what is it nails just one of those little hotels I think that figures three damage if you eat it can't be good for you, right? Definitely not. But I think that there's been there's been a version of every every possible version of Monopoly. You know, we've had Shadow of the Colossus Monopoly, we've had Simpsons Monopoly, Lord of the Rings Monopoly, Warhammer Monopoly, Seinfeld Monopoly. What, sorry, Seinfeld Monopoly. Mm-hmm. What about Monopoly where you date avatars <laughs> of each of the places? What? And then what? and then pit them against each other in a also there'd be a central arena. What's the avatar of Old Kent Road look like? Well, his name's Old Kent. Yeah, so he's not he, an old, he an old is, fella. He is a hoary old customer. <laughs> is it just Sid James? It's uh, it's it's like Sid James, but he's taking a few bats to the face. No, no, no. Old Kent Road is a is a is is a, is a debonair, if a little a little tattered. Uh, but he's wearing uh, he's like he was he he made a load of money. Um, back in the day, and then has since retired and is living a much simpler life now. Maybe, maybe nursing a half uh, in the back of <laughs> oh, a. Okay. <laughs> nursing. <laughs> Jesus, wait till you get home, Kent. <laughs> what about utilities, though? Is that like a mermaid? Uh, they're like Hatsune Miku. Oh, like like personified uh, tanks in in countries. They're holograms. Oh, okay. Um, uh, but you can still date them. I'm thinking of some other random anime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, but like, you'd get um, or like, you know how in 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 Japan they have like those things where boats or planes are schoolgirls. Mm-hmm. Well, now it's taps <laughs> or different kinds of trains. <laughs> the worst thing is that I can actually imagine the character that is a personification of taps. That's not the worst thing. It's pretty I think that's bad. Okay. Tap Chan. It's not. It's not great for Tap Chan. Is it not? No. I was imagining like 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 she was wearing kind of like a jaunty faucet like like hat. Uh that's not where I went the- because I, 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 I've met people who draw those pictures. Well we'd make a nice one. Oh okay. That but makes sense. Chris, we've got to try and sell us to families. We can't have we can't have <laughs> Futanari tap maker. <laughs> you went to the same place I did. <laughs> <laughs> Is it is it, it Funatari? I forget. I think it's F U T A N A R I. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Mm. We're not having that. None of None that. None of that. All like PG thirteen at most. You, you you might have like heaving bodices. And oh, you can have you can have you can have like um, um, screw top tap nipples. You probably get away with that. <sighs> like, like 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 pasties. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you probably. I mean, okay. I so... mean, it's, it's over the clothing. Like it's a. Oh, this, listen, we've got to sell this to families, but also we've got to understand where our market is. That's so true. I figure maybe you get like an after dark pack. Yes. Which uh, which costs more money. Uh, and then and then like and then that like, you you replace the basic cards with these sexy cards. A bit like sexy playing cards. Go directly to jail. Which I, I find I find sexy playing cards inexplicably sexy. <laughs> like they're generally not high quality images. They're generally not like I mean they're 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 usually all right looking, but they're European people from the eighties. Mm-hmm. But 
There's something quite, there's something quite illicit and mucky and sort of like, oh, all right, oh, lovely. I don't know. But, I just, I'd feel really weird playing just like a standard card game. That is with the your issue. Mates. Yeah, um, because like it's not. There's not. A, I I want to look at breasts and I want to play a card game. Those Venn diagrams. Those, those times don't overlap for me. No. So I suppose like you would like you couldn't afford to get properly aroused. But I think that's why I don't use them for card games because I think they're actually quite sexy. <laughs> The idea, like the idea of hidden erotica. I used to have, I used to have a set of pinup cards. That's fun. I'm a real big fan of pinup. That's like burlesque. It's fine. It's acceptable. Yeah, but I mean, like the the sort of World War Two mm-hmm. era pinup style. Down the torpedoes. It, yeah, it, and like and like painted on the side of a plane. Yeah, I think I think that's, that's really fun. Art, that's sexy and cool. It. Yeah, it's great. Huge fan. Mm. Um, and again, that could be one of the things we do. We have, we have, we have another, we have another pack we release, which is sort of nineteen fifties pinup style. Yes. Uh, but what I'm saying is, Monopoly has done everything so far, aside from making me want to fuck the properties. It's <laughs> literally the only thing they haven't tried, and they should. Mm-hmm. So yes, that's I'm 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 feeling that. I think there's something fun there. What 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 are you bringing to the table? So I've got one here from JP. Which oh. is mobile fruit plumden? One more time. Oh, mobile pl- plum fruit plumden. All right. Now, as you're well aware, Grant, we're at the height of plum picking season. I I received a uh, a box of plums in my vegetable loot box this week mm-hmm. because it's plum mm-hmm. picking season, my friend. Mm-hmm. Plums o'clock. Okay. Now, in this, you play Eva O One. Or mm-hmm. whichever either you want to be. Whichever mech you've just been told to get in, you're in. Mm-hmm. And you've Which, been whichever mum you have to climb in. Yes. And you've been right. and you've been uh, tasked with getting in the plum harvest. So you've got to with a giant mech and your progressive knife <laughs> carefully extract the plums from this orchard without bruising can, them. Can the Evangelion music be playing throughout? Constantly and it is it is slightly distorted because it's played from a series of boom boxes dotted about the orchard. Are they being carried by other um immigrant Gundams? Yes. Okay. Immigrant Gundams are really good name for a thing. That actually is like Gypsy Danger. So mobile fruit plumdom. It's okay, like I don't like saying plumdom. Well, get used to it, because this is the next big hit. Okay, so and like, I'm, I'm interested that you didn't go for Gundam. You went for Evangelion. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I guess it because is more I'm about to make a slightly different pun. Go on. So the Evangelion units have now harvested the plums, mm-hmm. and they put them in their repository, mm-hmm. the dam. It's an okay. old reservoir mm-hmm. that they've ta- that they've emptied of water and filled with plums. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on the old. Right. The dam has ruptured due to too many plums. So now you've got to save the small village at the bottom of the valley from the plum tsunami. Fuck it, like uh, you got you got to save Tokyo three. Yeah, you got to save Tokyo twenty two. Which which like the previous nineteen were taken out with plums. A lot of plums. This has happened every year. There was the first impact. The second impact, and then 19 plum-related incidents. <laughs> the problem is that afterwards, all the plum stones go into the ground, so you get more plums, and that just makes next year more difficult. Mm-mm. 
So mm. you've got to evacuate a city and fight back a, a tsunami of plums. I feel that a tsunami... Okay, it's not a tsunami of plums. At best, it's a landslide. Yeah. It's the, like they're not getting up anywhere. No, no, they're, they're, they're forming a torrent. Although if you put a tsunami in some plums, it becomes a plum tsunami. That's very true. Mm. But what I'm imagining is that old TV advert where they drop bouncy balls down the street in San Francisco, mm-hmm. but they didn't because it was all CG and... Was it? Yeah, it was. Oh, oh, that's heartbreaking. There's a video it was real, of it. Yeah, there's a video of all the CG of like getting them to do it. That's uh, um, rubbish. Okay. I'm thinking like that. Like, so when it like hits a curb, it's going to go up, right? Now, hang on a sec. Tango did it with fruit, and I know they can't afford CG. No, they just wasted a shit ton of fruit. Good man. Go Rather on. Rather give it to no, the t- poor. No, that's going right into Tango. <laughs> well, that's how tango's made they just got to skip at the bottom yeah, of the rather giving it to the poor what they do is they just throw it, throw it down a hill they gave it to the poor well the poor had to go and dig it out of the gutter yeah in as much as anyone standing at the bottom of that street was getting an orange yeah whether they wanted it or not <laughs> the amount of cars they fucked up with that jeez mm, okay anyway so, so you're a big mech get plums save town from plums I just mm, I love the idea of having a mech that you can modify to have plum-based augments. A plum like bigger plum, bigger plum. Not a pl- that's going to damage the plums. What about a plum scoop? Plum scoop, plum reservoir, plum hoover, um, plum pack, plum dexterous handling gloves. <laughs> more better fingers. Oh, sorry, more like M A W. If you get hungry, it replaces your battery. Yeah, it's the other thing. You've already got five minutes of battery power. You've got to run back to the orchard and get yourself plugged in. I just think that it might be more interesting to fight other, like other giant robots or you know monsters from space. Oh, oh, Grant, there definitely are other uh, other robots from the damson industry. They've come to steal your plums. They've come to end plums. Mm. They're trying to burn your orchard, burn it, and also Tokyo, Hong Kong, whichever one. Now this 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 solution this uh, this suggestion came out of Chris McDowell's one two three four I declare a plum war yes, um, which I was actually interested in exploring a little bit. Okay, in the idea that we do a sort of Napoleonic Crusader King style thing. Okay, but like but like I'm, I'm going to say like the last like before before we had proper guns to do war with, you know. Mm-hmm. So like you still got armies turning up in big blocks. And, and shouting at each other on the map. But there's a lot of plum chat in there as well. <laughs> it's exactly the same, but every sentence must involve a plum. It's, 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 a, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, like, like, you're fighting over control of plums. You're fighting over, you know, different breeds of plums. God, this is, no, this isn't going to work, man. I don't think, I don't think there's enough, ironically, juice in these plums. Oh, it's too much of a stony subject. To make it work. Oh, fuck you. This is not even a thing. <laughs> all right all what right. else you got sam has suggested dwarven forgery okay so i'm thinking a crafting game mm-hmm. your, your dwarves working underground in the in in, in the forges mm-hmm. it's hot it's filthy it's sweaty you you know it's all forging banging a hammer mm-hmm. over and over and boom mona lisa right and now you gotta try and get it into the art market sell it i like that a great deal so you're 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 using a forge to replicate famous works of art. Can we have it as magic items instead? 
Well, right. that's, that's the thing because like famous works of art doesn't give us. A... Let's do what you want to do. Let's let's, fine. let's do what you want to do. Oh, I know. I'm just, <laughs> I'm saying, famous one. We don't have dwarven forges and art in the same world. That's very true. So art that cannot exist where there are gods. Yes, yes. Um, so I think I quite like the idea of making hooky magic items to sell to um, gullible adventurers, mm. and you've got. Like they scan as as magic if you cast detect magic oh, on them, but they do absolutely yeah. It's definitely nothing. magic. It just won't last as long. It might break. It's maybe like, oh, like a little bit cursed. <laughs> like it's a sword that is plus one, but it's hollow. So if you ever blo- if you ever block with it, it'll just yeah, shatter. Yeah, please, please don't. This isn't. This is not a blocking sword. This is a stabbing sword. Please don't. In fact, don't stab that either. This is this is more for display purposes. Something about you have you have various orders to fill, and you have to try and cut corners to try and fill those orders without being found out or get or getting bad Amazon reviews. Yeah, so like you get you get an order for a plus one sword, and you will be paid twenty gold for this, right? I I have no idea how much magic swords cost these days, but let's just go with twenty gold for now. I think it's more than that, but okay. To actually make this, it's going to cost you twenty gold. So every mm-hmm. corner you cut is your profit. Mm. And in a um, in a papers please way, you've got dwarven children to feed. You've got dwarven children to feed, and like an inspector will come round. Dwarven children operate like bird children, and they sit in the nest and just go <laughs> until you vomit into them a, a yes. nice a nice dark ale. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's that's where dwarven beer comes from. <laughs> just masticated dwarven porridge. I like that idea. Which bit? The bit where you throw up into a child's mouth? Yeah. No, <laughs> the dwarven forgery bit, you bastard. Okay, okay, so... I'd like, I'd like, I haven't quite got what the, what the, what the twist is, what the exciting bit is of this game, because at the moment it's kind of the resource management and there's papers please elements to it, but I don't quite have the... Two-phase game. Okay. Heavy crafting system into a second part where you play the adventurers completely decked out in like shitty magic items and they don't know how they're shitty yet Mm. and you've got to get them through a dungeon so you've got this thing of like how much money can we make in the crafting versus making it slightly usable for the next part of the game so that they don't die and can buy your items again craft the sword to stab to work stab to work to pay for the sword exactly all right now i'm in i'm in so you are uh you you play both sides you play the beleaguered dwarven adventurers who are going out and trying to do things and you also play the um the absolute fucking shysters who are making that who are making that they're fake yeah. adventurers yeah okay they did that everyone like no one's being paid enough everything's cutting corners yeah. everyone's doing what they can exactly and you have you make these things and and and, and 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 what you're doing is seeding these magic item like these magic item malfunction tables Mm-hmm. And the more money you save, the bigger dice you roll on those malfunction tables. And then you go through the dungeon, hoping to make it through and get out with the loot. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at the end of every month or whatever, you tally up both the money you earned at the forges mm-hmm. and the money you earned at the adventuring part mm-hmm. and add those together. And then that's like a leaderboard. Ooh. I'm thinking like a public leaderboard for the game. Oh, right. Okay. That's interesting. That, that's, that's unusual. Well, like, run it like Adventurers League type thing, you mm. know, where it's all it's all very official. Mm. Um, so that you can have people... Okay, so we, we managed to save, on a 20 gold sword, we got 19 gold from that. We spent a single gold on this. 
and we manage to get the adventurers through the dungeon, so we get the most money. I'd like to put something forward. Well, okay. Uh, but, but by the way, I, I'm saying I like I like Dwarven Forgery. I think we I want to put that over to one side. I think that's 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 on a par with Monopoly. Thank you, Fakopoly. That one already exists. Oh yes. Sean F. Smith writes in. Vodo, Vodafone presents The Shard, colon, the movie, colon, the game. And what I want is a product that's referencing two things that don't exist. There is not a movie made about The Shard. I would like to create the, uh, I'm thinking PS2, like like the prime era of PS2. You're America's top 10 most wanted era. Yes, just absolute fucking shovelware, whatever. Mm-hmm. Put it out like or like uh, like Wii Marketplace. No, not Wii Marketplace because I I don't want it to be scrappy. I want it to be bad. Yeah, like it had to come out on disc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like there's like there's the, like this. They, they got the license for the Shard the movie, and now this is the game. Uh, but it is like they couldn't get the licenses. Let's say Tom Cruise is in it, mm-hmm. so they couldn't get the license to put him in the game because you can't put Tom Cruise in the game. No, um, and they couldn't get any of the music or most of the plot points, and so you end up it ends up being about a secondary character from a movie, right? Like the janitor. So the shard is just a place that people do business, right? Currently, yes, but I imagine some things happen in the movie. Okay, yeah, I'm trying to work out like what the movie's about because it seems to be like you go to the office mm-hmm. and then you go home. So the movie is about a uh, an evil billionaire trying to buy the shard, uh, so he can use it. An evil billionaire already owns it. As a different evil billionaire. Oh. So in the in the in the in the film, the current owner is is portrayed as a kindly old gentleman who just wanted to make a very tall building. Okay. Um, but then but then he gets bought out. Uh, like it's it's uh, it's taken off him. Uh, in uh, in some sort of underhanded dealing by it's me the baddie. Maybe I'm Russian. Current owner is Russian. Uh, okay. Sorry. Uh, I, I, oh, I just wanted to make a really big building. There we go. Uh, is, 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 is no oh, I got it. He's South African. There you go. Instant evil. Sorry, South Africans, but you got typecast. The other. The, the other instantly evil rice. Hello. I'm, I mean, English. Yes. But uh, it's in England, so we can't afford that. Oh, okay. Just that. I... I just want to say, I'm sorry that I described all South Africans as evil. I don't mean that. Unless you're but in a you film, com- at which point you are. Yeah, you are commonly cast as mercenaries. Anyway, I, I have invested all of my billions into the Shard to, to, to utilise the death ray at the top. Because <laughs> that is the interesting thing about the Shard. It melts cars. It is a danger. If the sun shines through at a certain angle, it starts fires and melts cars. And I think that we can take that true fact and elaborate on it. Uh, and so Tom Cruise is the uh, is a sort of architect who's discovered this uh, and is trying to and, and and is trying to get it fixed. But Jonathan Bastard, the um, <laughs> Johnny Bastard to his friends, uh, is the uh, is uh, ha- has acquired the shard, uh, and now he's planning to to use the um, the, uh, the the heat ray to burn low income housing. Okay. So I was about to have it. He's, he's, he's going to fire it into the houses of Parliament. And I'd be like, oh, "All right, cool." Looks like that, mate. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing it to he's doing it to to burn up low income housing to make a way for uh, for uh, for my 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 soul this high rises, which I will stuff with 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 rich people with fancy carpets. Right. So it's the PS2 era of that. Mm-hmm. So I'm imagining something very close to the first Die Hard game on the PS1. I'm thinking, yeah, it's it's it's. Die Hard trilogy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Where you play you, you play John McClane, except it's someone who looks a bit like well, it's someone who looks like we can't be Tom Cruise because because he is in it. So it needs to be it needs to be a story alongside Tom Cruise's story. <laughs> I'm not sure where this is going. I'm I'm not gonna lie. 
Well, so it like in the film, Tom Cruise fights the top of the shard to like to, like, to, to wrestle control away from John Bastard, and then like in the end, he swings around the top of the shard and immolates him with a with a, with a ray of sunlight. Right, and you just play like a kindly lawyer who's trying to find the legal route through this. It's not PS two enough. It's not, is it? You've, okay, you play someone who is not Tom Cruise but looks a lot like Tom Cruise. I mean, we could we could just use um, the John McClane sprite we got from the other game. <laughs> in the vest yeah <laughs> just recycle the assets that's fine it's just a reskin of Die Hard 1 with slightly it's got slightly it's improved textures and the fork has been removed but with, but with rather than Germans and Americans it's it's the British and South Africans yeah Tom Cruise is affecting an English accent <laughs> obviously he's very yeah. good at them he's not. Never heard of no he's not no uh, yeah, fucking brilliant. Okay, yeah, that's it. It's um, it's Vodafone presents the shard, the movie, the game. So what's uh, Vodafone do- got to do with this? Uh, so they sponsored the movie. So they're constantly making calls on their Vodafone. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of adverts for Vodafone everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of like there's a lot of real like dicking on T-Mobile and three. <laughs> Like, like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like, occasionally the character will be seen urinating on a mobile phone. And then... I can't get a signal. I can't get out on EA. Yeah, what you want is Vodafone, and then Tom Cruise gets out his phone and then calls up a sniper, <laughs> uh, and the sniper shoots the guy out. Like, and, and and like and like all of your um, all of your smart bombs would be you calling up your mates, <laughs> and then like smash cut to the lift, and they get in the lift and come up and then. <laughs> Punch up everyone. <laughs> Man, life really is easier on on Vodafone, he'd say. I'm an Englishman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure about this gun. But you could have you could get like battery pack power-ups, apps. Apps. You could download apps. Download app well, it was the PS2 era, so you just get a better phone. You could download an app that has like a, if you tap it, it does a gun noise. <laughs> so people think they've been shot. <laughs> Why not? Okay, okay, okay. Why not? You, you download that, which turns your phone into a gun. Yes. That's maybe not the message that Vodafone wants. And also wanted. one of those ones that looks like a pint of beer and you can drink it. Those ones are very funny. Those are so funny. Or, 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 or the one where you can like, break glass and your enemies get scared. <laughs> All right, so we've got we've got a few terrible ideas here. We have, yeah. And we've I... got the good one, which is Mobile Fruit Plundum. I'm not sure about Mobile Fruit Plundum, my you, dude. You don't disrespect the Plundum! I just like okay, so it's it sounds like a like a, like a like not a full mech game and not a full plum management game. That's right, it's both. You're trying to please too many people and please them. I shall. I think I I, I want to push forward for monopoligamy. I think monopoligamy is the actual makeable game here. It's it's hard to say, but so is mobile suit plumdam. Plumdam's not hard to say. It's not plumdam. It's plumdam. You've got a dam full of plums. Yes, but they are Gundam who plum. <laughs> <laughs> Which are types of Gundam? <sighs> okay, okay. Like a look, Dyson I, I, is a type of Hoover. I think Gundam's a type of Mecha. Gundam is a brand name. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's, signifies sorry, that's not, a type. Let's not. Let's not. Anyway. Let's not wave our, our anime penises around. Mon- Monopoly polygamy. It's monopoligamy. You are going to make sweet, sweet love to Old Kent Road or Mayfair, who I presume is a sort of high-class escort. Just get real fucking nasty with Trafalgar. Yeah, yeah. And um, Community Chest is all, like, thinly-veiled hand-drop references. It's just, it's just, like, grot. <laughs> is it erotic playing cards? No, no, it's, it's, it's... 
bad pornography. It's pornography, but drawn in the style of Monopoly cartoons from like the really old sets. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And it's all starring Mr. Moneybags or Uncle Monopoly. That horrid, horrid capitalist. Good. That's the that's the game. Uh, if you've enjoyed this uh, and you want to fund the production of Ultimate Fuck Edition Monopoly, then you can go to patreon.com forward slash hearty desk friends, give us some cash, come and join the Discord, uh, and support your your page your 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 uh, your your favourite podcast or one that you just like. We've had a couple of new uh, patrons this week. Thank you for joining. I hope you yes, enjoyed the joining. Discord welcome, and us. Welcome to the collective. If you've got any questions. You can go to, in fact, you can go to our new website. We've got a new website. We have. It's very nice. Mary overhauled it, and it's much easier to ask Carly Dice friends a question. Now you scroll all the way down to the bottom, and we're there, I believe. Hey! hey. Ask us a question, or ask me on Twitter, or what have you. Point is, we are there for you. We love you very much. Be good to each other, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.